Hi, this is Susan Farron, founder of First Responders Resiliency. And I'm her daughter, Bailey, and we're the co-hosts of the Resiliency First podcast, where we share the most up-to-date research regarding behavioral wellness for first responders and their families. So take a few minutes for yourself, leave your expectations and to-do list at the door, and welcome to the Resiliency First podcast. Good morning, Bailey. Good morning, Mom. How are you? Oh, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best day of my life and 1 being I wish I wasn't on the planet, I'd give myself a three and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad we're starting there because this morning on the podcast, we're going to talk about the sympathetic and parasympathetic states, but also from the perspective of what do you do when nothing seems to be going well yeah. and when everything is just really, really, really hard because we can talk about... You know, we can talk about meditation and journaling and gratitude and physical resiliency and emotional, relational, behavioral wellness. But some days you just, you aren't Suck. feeling like anything is going well. Yeah. Well, what do you do on those days? Well, and the timing is perfect because I just had a call two days ago with a firefighter who is doing the work. You know, he's been meditating for 600 days. He's journaling. He's, and he said, I'm stuck. I feel like I'm not making any movement. And I was like, ah, brother, I know that feeling, right? I get there too. I mean, we all do. And the best teachers in the world can tell you that we all have our down days. And the lie, I think, is we tell ourselves it, we always have to be up. We always have to be able to, to manage things, especially when you're in, a, in, in more of a, a, a public light, right? That, that sense that you have to have it together. And I'm kind of joking when I say, you know, one off the planet and I'm a three and a half. I'm, that's not true. I'm probably a four. But <laughs> I just, there are days that are just super hard and, yeah. you know, and our company, you know, part of the organization obviously is training in seminars, but part of the work is we work with people privately who are struggling and, you know, that not to be pithy, but the struggle is real some days mm -hmm. and you just got to own that. You just got to say, wow, today sucks. I am yeah. just going to sit on the sofa and cry and read a book yeah. or I'm going to eat some ice cream. And I'm not suggesting that we always give in, you know, cave into bad things. But recognize sometimes you're just having a really hard day and to, to honor that. Yeah. And not to, not to hold an expectation for yourself that no matter what you do that day, if it's an off day, you can never live up to those expectations, right? Like just giving yourself grace to say, hey, actually I'm human and I don't have to be like perfectly productive and on top of things and feeling good all the time. Yeah. And sometimes I just feel terrible and I think acceptance of wherever you are and however you're feeling is pretty critical to actually moving through feeling terrible like accepting that wow this sucks instead of saying oh i have to be better right now i have to try to fake it i have to repress these feelings instead saying no this is what we're doing and yeah. that's okay yeah and and it's okay for it just to suck sometimes and and to know it's not permanent i think this is the important part when people are in crisis including i've been through that is there's a story that starts playing in your head. These neural pathways start to play and it's always, you know, it's almost like what you give your attention to, you get more of. Yeah. And as those negative voices begin to play, we start thinking to ourselves, um, it's always going to be like this. Tomorrow's going to be even worse. And the day after that's going to be, that's the lie. And if, if we can just stop that and say, no, that's not true. All I'm going to do is I'm going to own this moment. And right now I don't feel good right now. I'm not happy. But if I could give anybody, you know, one piece of encouragement or I hate to call it advice, but it is 
turn off your phone. Mm. Like don't start looking at social media and videos where all these perfect people, right, who have all these filters on their phones or TV shows or whatever where everybody looks like they have it together. Get away from that. Go for a walk. Go to a park. Go find out what's real. And oftentimes when people are promoting themselves on social media, it's not, that's not reality. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard a friend of mine say once that one of the reasons why we feel distressed in, in the things that come up for us is we compare our insides to other people's outsides. We know what it feels like to have, you know, just to be really struggling with something. Yeah. But what we see are a bunch of normal people going about their normal people days, walking around the grocery store like everything is fine, and we are not fine. And when we stop comparing, you know, our internal experience to the kind of perfect photoshopped worlds of other people's lives, then we, it's easier to accept isn't where it, we are. Isn't it funny? One of my girlfriends made the comment last couple of weeks ago, my girlfriend Heidi said, um, you know, between everyone's ears is an entire universe that nobody else can see. Hmm. And I think I used this uh, last week or the week before where I said, you can never see the label from inside the jar. <laughs> But when you're walking through the grocery store, or you're at the firehouse or, you know, at work at the uh, police department, whatever it is, and people see you in y your uniform and you're shaved and you're high and tight or you're clean, your hair's pulled up, whatever it is, people have an assumption about you because they're seeing what you appear to be on the outside as you are assuming the same things about them. But see, if, if what you know is true is that on the inside you feel pretty broken. Yeah. Right at this moment, then you can give grace to the idea that maybe some of the people you're looking at are feeling pretty broken too. And when you're compassionate in, in that way, I think what happens is people really see you as being authentic and real. And part of, I think, the, the mission about my the work that we do here is that we're not just trying to make it okay to talk about behavioral wellness and mental wellness in our industry. We're trying to help people recognize that keeping up a facade of always having it together, actually that wall becomes very, very heavy yeah. the longer you've been doing this job or the more things coming at you and that wall begins to crumble and then you feel like I'm a failure because yeah. I'm struggling. I just, I talked to a, a battalion chief yesterday who said that he drove around with a handgun in his truck for a year and a half just so if he got to a point where he thought he couldn't manage, he had a solution, a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And it was really hard for him to admit that. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, sometimes we're scared and we think the only way out of our pain is to end it. Yeah. But I think you said, you know, work through it. Yeah. With the promise that there are better days coming and you yeah. have no idea whose life you're going to impact when you come out of that dark space. Yeah, absolutely. And and something that you've said to me that has had such a huge impact um, when I've been in a, a really hard place is, you know, you can't help someone reach reach the, like you can't help someone up a mountain without reaching the summit yourself. Mm -hmm. And I love this idea because I feel like when we're in this kind of catastrophic loop of anxious thoughts and what could go wrong and what has gone wrong, it's easy to just keep focusing on the self, 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 self. And sometimes it's not about journaling. It's not about even meditating. It's yeah. not about, you know, going to another yoga class. Sometimes it's just like, you know, I'm just not going to focus on myself for like 10 minutes. I'm going to figure out, you know, what do I, what do I wish I could have right now? Like I need some help. I'm going to go ask someone else if I can help them in some way. 
Because if you can get out of focusing on yourself for just a few minutes and that catastrophic loop of thoughts that you have in your mind, then if you help someone up this hill, you're, you're getting to the top too, even if your focus hasn't been on yourself the entire time. That's so funny. Kathy Wayne, who was our guest last week and talking about substance abuse and first responders, you know, she is just such a great support system. And one of the things I talked to her one day when I was struggling, it was just a hard day for me. And she said, you know, girl, I can tell you what the problem is. And I go, oh, I'm so ready for the solution. And she said, you're navel gazing. <laughs> and she goes, get your head out of your navel. And what she's really talking about is self-pity. Yeah. Looking at myself and saying, look how hard my life is. And I just heard Aunt, uh, Tony Robbins talking this morning. And mm -hmm. he said, it's funny when you ask people what, what they think the hardest part is, what would be the worst thing that could happen to them? They'd say, oh, if I lost my job. And he says, yeah, well, what if you had a terminal diagnosis? How important does your job seem now? Or, mm -hmm. you know, you think that the worst thing that could happen is you could lose your money and lose your savings. But what if one of your children got sick? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, those things you thought were hard yeah. aren't all that hard in perspective. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting that I, you know, what I don't want to do is what's called comparative suffering, which is we look at somebody else's life and go, they have it harder. I have no right to feel bad. Sometimes you just don't feel good. Yeah. And some days you're just having a hard day. Just own that. Yeah. Right. Like that's, I mean, we're having this podcast today because you were sitting on the edge of the tub with me talking today. By the <laughs> way, I wasn't in the tub. I was sitting on the edge of the tub with her. <laughs> we're um, close. We're not that close. <laughs> <laughs> that having the conversation about how can I change my perspective? Yeah. I'm just anxious about some things that are going on and trying to manage a lot going on. And hey, yeah, sometimes it's hard. Today started off a little hard and I went down and met with the team and we started working on some stuff and immediately my perspective changed. And I yeah. thought, yeah. And what we were talking about this morning is I think so relatable to any first responder listening, because one of the things that's, that's, that's heavy on your heart right now is the fact that you have some really big conversations today with people who are in crisis, yeah. three people who are in crisis. And so, you know, you're there to help everyone else when they're in crisis. But what do we do when you're in crisis? What is the person who saves everybody else? What do they do when they're having a hard time? Yeah. And it's funny because you can't, you can't take a vacation day when somebody you're working with is struggling. You can't yeah. say, oh man, I know that this is really hard for you, but my day is hard too. So we're just not going to have that meeting. So it's about showing up even though you don't feel like it. And the truth is we can be one minute away from your whole life changing yeah. in both hard and great ways. And it's not about, you know, the, the easy way to say it is it's not about what's happening to you on the outside. It's about how you're managing it and perceiving it on the inside. Yeah. So could I shift real quickly here and just talk about that sympathetic parasympathetic? Because that's a really big part of what the work is that we do with the organization is creating information for people that's evidence-based, science and research uh, grounded information about what's happening to you physiologically because of the work that you do. And yet it also affects you in your personal life. And so, you know, a lot of people in this industry, they're familiar with their nervous system. And if we just say the central nervous system is the brain and spinal cord, then we talk about a, a branch of that, which is the autonomic or the automatic nervous system. And that autonomic nervous system controls both sympathetic, fight, flight, or freeze, or the parasympathetic, which is rest and digest or feed and breed. And the reason I talk about that is because when you're in fight or flight, you're oftentimes in your sympathetic nervous system, 
Number one, you don't know you're in it usually, especially those of us who are in the business. Number two, our bodies become addicted to the hormones of stress and we don't even know what's happening. So we're actually, it's almost like a, a magnet. As we create this energy around this stress response, it's like we're pulling more stress into our lives and we all know it, right? You, you stub your toe getting out of bed and then things start falling apart all day. Yeah. And yet if you were to stop and say, oh, that sucked, but I'm going to choose not to let this affect my whole day. We've all had that happen. And that sympathetic fight or flight often drives you towards that left brain, right? Mm -hmm. That left brain actually has a different frequency than the right brain in the, we talk about this, it's a little more complicated than today's podcast, but different types of brain waves and the speed of those uh, waves, those cycles. And when you can drop those brain waves down, calm your nervous system, you can slip out of that sympathetic fight or flight response into a parasympathetic response. And that's more that rest and digest that you're more intuitive, you're more creative, you're more aware, higher intuition, facial recognition. There are things that happen on your creative brain that don't happen in your analytical brain. And this is a very simplistic approach to it. But the reason I say this is because sometimes when your your days are just not going well, just halt. You know, there's this thing they say in, in uh, the 12-step programs, don't make any decisions while you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Or at least address those issues first. And then after you've done that, be kind to yourself. You think about, you know, what our, I'm going to have our yoga, I'm sorry, physical resiliency teacher on, uh, our great big ex-military guy, right? Todd, he's like, He's like Sully from uh, what's Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. Yeah. Right, he's a huge man who does our physical resiliency training, and he talks about you've got to try really, really gentle. Right, you just got to be really gentle with yourselves and honor yourself. And so, when you're in that kind of a crisis response or you're feeling totally overwhelmed, get on the floor, lay on the floor, get your legs up the wall, and just lay there for ten minutes and let your your blood go from your legs to your gut and see if you can't hack your nervous system yeah. or slow your breathing down. Do some tactical breathing. Inhale slowly through your nose for four seconds. Hold it for four seconds. Exhale slowly like you're breathing on a candle for four seconds and then hold it for four seconds. And if you can do that for even two or three minutes, you can actually completely interrupt an anxiety <clears throat> attack. And so yeah. I, I use that sympathetic, parasympathetic conversation just to remind people that it's not just your brain that's thinking these things. Mm -hmm. Your nervous system is firing chemicals and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, your body's getting on board. It's a whole orchestra going on. Right. So, you know, I, I also know that if you inhale for half as long as you exhale, then you automatically immediately tell your body hey, it's okay to be in parasympathetic, parasympathetic, it's okay, we're safe. So let's just do that for 30 seconds. Let's exhale for twice as long as we inhale and just see what happens for us. So if you're listening, it doesn't matter where you are, if you're in your car, just don't close your eyes and let's do it. So in for four, three, two, one, out for eight, 
seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. In, four, three, two, one. Out, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Four, three, two, one. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Something that's, I think, really, really helpful when focusing on the physical response to stress and how we can change the conditions of our body to really to impact how we're feeling, what's going on with our with our brain and, and our thoughts is, you know, sometimes you can't think your way out of the problem that you're in, but sometimes the solution isn't, isn't something you could think up in the first place. It's getting your body out of being in fight or flight. So if you understand the conditions that you can set yourself up to, to basically get you into parasympathetic, then it's easier to recognize I'm thinking my way into a panic. Yeah. And there is no thought that I could find that would change this. The only thing that gets me out of this is changing the state that I'm in, right. getting into parasympathetic. Totally true. You can, you can hack your nervous system, which is you know a lot of the work that we do is training people scientifically how to override what's happening unconsciously. <clears throat> so you're taking control of your life, which actually feels really good. Another thing that really works and something I'm working on this morning is gratitude. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm just taking it for granted that my legs work and I'm taking it for granted that my liver's working and I'm taking it for granted that I can see and I can hear and I'm doing a podcast with my daughter who I like um, and I'm drinking coffee and I'm, I have a place to live and I have groceries. It's like, wow, if I could just start with that list, right? How grateful am I for yeah. all these things? And I think that helps a lot too. And the other thing that really helps for me is getting out in nature, <laughs> getting away yeah. from technology and just looking at trees and birds and butterflies and the grass and, and thinking, wow, I'm, I'm hurling through outer space on a ball <laughs> of dirt, right? And I am perfectly equipped with oxygen and water and my feet are by gravity firmly planted to the, I'm not being flung off into outer space like a, like a sock in the dryer, I am, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually here, right? This is like, this is, and it all of a sudden, it, all of a sudden your life starts to feel a little bit better. And I know that there are people with, who are working through really hard stuff right now. And I don't want to minimize that. You know, you've got a sick child or you've lost a loved one or you're in a personal crisis. But I think that if we could just encourage people to start taking tiny micro steps towards wellness, maybe you write down one thing you're grateful for and you start that pathway. Maybe you, you know, put on some tennis shoes and just take a walk around half the block and turn around and come home. And those little tiny micro steps of effort yeah. begin to build on each other. Yeah. And you know, also don't be afraid to make a phone call and reach out to someone you trust or you know and just say, hey, I need a friend right now, or do you have a minute to chat? I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. The sweet thing about when people can give to you, as my friend uh, Mitch said one time, don't steal my blessing of being able to give, is when you reach out to someone and say, hey, I need a friend, that sort of 
unconsciously gives them permission to do the same with you one day. And you may find, find when you call somebody, they're in greater need than you are, and it puts your life back into perspective. Yeah. But I don't want to invalidate the hard days. And I, and I want to be able to be honest about the fact that all of us in this industry and all of us on the planet have hard days. But what I want to encourage people to recognize is that everybody has those days. And when you're looking around and you're, like you said, Bailey, comparing your insides to other people's outsides, yeah, that's a lie. And you don't have to look much further than one of these antidepressant medication commercials where, you know, they show this gal standing on the dock, watching her family row off in a canoe and <laughs> it's this beautiful place and her hair is perfect and her makeup's perfect and she's a size six and you know but she's really melancholy and she's sitting on the dock watching her family row away because like whose family would do that i mean let's just start with that stupid question and so her family's canoeing away and she's sitting on the dock on her depression and they offer you a medication and then there's always the little side effects that we don't listen to with a guy in the background saying you know may cause bleeding from the eyes bouts of pelvic diarrhea or early death we don't even hear that. All we know is we want to be in the canoe with our family. And so mm -hmm. you go to the doctor and you ask for that pill. And, you know, this is the whole commercial. And the next thing you see is she's in the canoe rowing with her family. Because that, that's what that pill will do for you. It'll make you happy and you'll canoe away with your family. <laughs> and this is, this is a lie, people. It's not that easy. And when you see stuff like that, it makes you think to yourself, that's what I need. I just need a pill. That's what the, you know, that's what the pharmaceutical companies want you to do. And I'm not suggesting that if you're on antidepressants, you shouldn't be. Absolutely, you should be. Don't get off them or get on them because of this podcast. <laughs> I'm just suggesting <laughs> that if you're sitting on the dock watching your family row away in a canoe, tell them to come back and get in the canoe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's kind of an example of, you know, changing the conditions yourself, like recognizing that, you know, sometimes I'm not feeling like being social but I'm going to spend time with my friends because I know it's good for me. Yeah. And I know I'm going to end up feeling better after the fact. Right. And, you know, you mentioned these like these little micro efforts that we can take that make such a big difference. I mean, if you just took five minutes a day to prioritize your wellness and go, even if it's going on a walk and exhaling mm -hmm. for twice as long as you're inhaling for five minutes, if you do that, then it's it's that 35 minutes a week mm -hmm. that you're spending and that still might seem like, oh, well, what can, you know, can 35 minutes really make a big difference? Well, that's 140 minutes a month. But, you know, maybe maybe that still doesn't seem like a huge amount of time. But it's 1,800 minutes in a year. And imagine how much change you could see in your life if you committed 1,800 minutes to doing something that was really an experiment for your own happiness. Yeah. What if you took 1,800 minutes just in a year to think about what brings you joy and then once you recognize what brings you joy, put more of it in your life. Yeah. Get in the canoe. And, 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 and find out what brings you joy. Maybe you don't know because you've never invested in yourself. You don't know it's sculpting or painting or, you know, playing pickleball won't make you happy. You could find yourself giggling like a, you know, a, a junior high girl. And if you're a junior high girl, hats off to you. But, you know, you might find that something like that is really fun for you. Yeah. And uh, try, try some inspired action. And... I heard someone say on a podcast the other day, you know, I think gr the greatest salespeople, when they get rejected, they say, take, just take five minutes and really mourn that, right? Just go, gosh, that was such just, 
and look at your clock and just hate it for five minutes and then shut it off and go, okay, we're done. On to the next thing, right? I'm, I'm choosing to do uh, something different. And if you're listening to this and you think to yourself, but you don't understand, you don't, you're not in my life, I've been depressed, I've been addicted, I'm going through a divorce, whatever it is that's going on, man, there's all of us have been on that side of the fence at some point. That's why this organization exists, mm. because every one of us in this industry has, you know, really struggled in some, you know, different ways. But, you know, when I've, you know, I, you've heard my story, right? I had my own really, really dramatic, critical depression. Yeah. And the fact that I'm here and alive and sitting at the table talking with my daughter and doing a podcast about better days are coming. I think that's, that's, you know, that's the gift I can give is to recognize that if, if someone like me can end up in a situation where I, no one knew I was suffering and I was in so much trouble psychologically and emotionally, I was in so much trouble. And for me to be able to recover from that, to get the help that I needed to reach out and ask for help and to get into s some real intensive assistance and then to be able to start an organization to help others, that's, you know, that's the miracle. Yeah. That's the miracle. So, you know, just know that your nervous system is, is going to play havoc with you some days. Yeah. And then you have our permission to do what we call radical self-care. Yeah. Just tell the planet, I'm taking a break today. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to go to a movie. I'm yeah. going to go find a movie at the local theater. I'm going to buy myself the biggest bag of popcorn I can stuff down my gullet. Yeah. Throw some chocolate-covered raisins in there. Don't do this if you're a <laughs> diabetic and you're listening to this. <laughs> Don't operate heavy machinery while I'm talking. <laughs> but, you know, just get in there and, and um, do something nice for you. Yeah. And I promise the window won't last. It'll just be dark for a moment and it'll, it'll, you'll come out of it. Yeah, absolutely. So just choose a few things that you can do today. Like even right now, if you're struggling, just start seeing if you can create uh, some tiny windows of progress, right? Whether that's going for a little bit of a walk, maybe that's getting your legs up the wall. Maybe that's journaling some things you're grateful for. Maybe that's calling a friend. But when you're sitting in that moment of darkness, you know, sit there for a minute, feel it. it it's really hard. It's not permanent. And now get up. Yeah. Get up and fight for your life. Because every one of us is worth the fight. Every one of us on the planet is here for a reason. Every one of us on the planet has a contribution. And that's that's the mess the, the real message around this is don't let your brain hijack your life by telling you it's always going to be this way your brain's a liar yeah anything else mom no i'm sure you have something positive and encouraging you want to say i want to hear it yeah so i would say that going back to this idea of micro efforts i think a lot of us seem to have this realization at some point that life maybe doesn't feel as fun as we thought it would be we're, we're doing the same things every day and hoping that at some point it won't feel boring and yet, you know, kind of remaining creatures of habit. And when we think about taking five minutes a day or two hours a month to mix things up, it feels to me like an experiment and, and an effort around actually just introducing more fun, more play into your life. You know, it's not just, not just about creating more awareness um, more awareness around what you're doing and, you know, and, and separating yourself from your thoughts, from your feelings, from your experience. It's also just about making life, you know, more interesting and more fun. And, you know, for five minutes a day or, or two hours a month, I think 
you know, you're totally worth the experiment and you're totally worth the effort. So now's a, now's a good day to start.